for the zombies to come out in this Disney commercial. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This... Okay. Oh, they're putting up the flag. Like, everyone knows that, like, when COVID happens, flag go down. Oh, we're pushing a button yeah. and everything start, and we're just totally... They're wiping shit. They're wiping shit down. They're making sure that things are clean yeah. for the first person in a 12,000 person line. <laughs> We Disney please you are about to die. We salute and you. Of course, well, wait, that, that parade didn't have masks on. The fuck? Well. Oh, shit. Like so, yeah, we're. None of the we're parades going to, have masks on. <laughs> the princesses do not have masks on, very conspicuously. The stormtroopers. Oh, I'm not no. seeing masks on them. <laughs> the stormtroopers will be the last to die. Oh, good. But. Yeah, we. I I get real Gemadar vibes. On this. So the Disney Warlord click shall be commanded and defended by stormtroopers. I'm, you know, you know, if there's one thing I think of when I hear Walt Disney World, it's Imperial stormtroopers, and I just want to thank them for including those. Because, you know, like, I love how they, they keep, they're, they don't have Rebel Alliance soldiers. They have Imperial soldiers. Like, <laughs> they're showing the bad guys. But the Rebels aren't fast for the They're not as, as merchandisable. Like, yeah. it's, it's absolutely, it's, like, this is very Walt Disney. Like, it, it's very Disney to be yeah. like, hmm, like, I know these guys are literally supposed to be, like, in an analogy for Nazis. But let's have them be, like, the face of our reopening. Like, let's make sure that they're there. <laughs> uh, I guarantee that and was a- in the early days of the canon, they are literally slave. Uh, they're literally slave soldiers. Oh, and I guarantee that was a decision they, like, they went on, I guarantee they went under the Matterhorn and they cracked open the fucking freezing tube that they've got Disney on ice in since, you know, he croaked in the 60s and uh, proceeded to beseech him, saying, my lord, shall we ensure that the stormtroopers are the face of our reopening in the middle of a horrific plague? Like, see, the thing is, my prediction, by 2050, the Magic Kingdom will be a Mamluk Sultanate, ruled by the slave soldiers. This is, (laughs) this is my prediction. Uh, The Magic King, Walt Disney, will be overthrown by his slave soldiers, replaced with a puppet sultan. And uh, it's we've seen it time and time again in Delhi, in Egypt, you know, 
it's got to happen here at some point. If you got like the slave soldiers is such a prominent part, you know they're the only they're the only armed troops of the Magic Kingdom, and so it would be very easy for them to perform a coup d'état, a thin light white line, if you will. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, no, it's 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 really great to hear that uh, Disney's reopening because, like. We all want Florida to sink into the sea, but it's not happening fast enough. So, to speak for yourself. <laughs> first, first, Florida needs to be. This is an outpost of the perfidious sovereign, and it must be destroyed. <laughs> I personally think what's going on here is Disney, like having already established that one of the like fastest ways to die on screen is to be a parent in a Disney movie has decided that killing everyone's parents on screen is not enough. They want to like really up the ante to get like just mass produce adorable Disney orphans that they can merchandise in like schlock franchises forever. Joseph Campbell protagonists mass produced. (laughs) We need orphans. That. But, like, the problem is this will also oh cause my. a shortage of old mentors. <laughs> like, so it, it won't balance out. You really need the old mentors. Wait, no. This is how the old mentors die, too. Oh, it's it, it wraps up so neatly. And how their village gets destroyed so they can't ever return. Damn. And, and you know, rodents <laughs> do carry, you know, disease, so... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. Mickey Mouse. The mouse is carrying Plague. Plague yeah. Mickey. By the way, welcome to Chop Shop Economics. Oh yeah, the bitch is back. I am St. Helen. And I am, like, a co-host. You may have heard of me if, you, if you've if you gone through our back catalog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Miss Silver. And as always, um, Doctor Spider, um, chasing mm-hmm. all these lovely developments with some of like the best mezcal, because you know. Ooh. Unfortunately, Death could not be with us today, yeah. but she is here in spirit. Death is always with us. <laughs> You can never escape that. It's important to remember that. Especially not (laughs) in the United Kingdom, where in the beginning of the tread of the White Horse, we see Boris Johnson has managed to outdo himself. Like, he's already, like, you know, rushing the reopening... And then turning around and saying it's actually the fault of care homes that so many people died because they disregarded our non-existent guidance. No, they did. The guidance was for them to die. Yeah. And then now, but now it's just the shit they not. You could Google this. This is out there. There are so many sources for this. Like, I didn't fucking believe this when this came up in my feed um, from like some of my British friends. And they were like, you, you will not believe this. Um, you guys actually aren't the most shit government on the planet right now. Um, USA! 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 <laughs> so, like, Boris has come up with his grand plan for how he's going to re-stimulate the pubs in the UK. 
which have suffered horribly in the middle of this pandemic. Because, you know, like, the pub is where everyone, like, fucking goes after, like, a day Every- on the job. Or, like, <laughs> anything. a day on the job, after a day not on the job, after a game, after a match. <laughs> After, after a wedding, after, after a match being canceled, <laughs> after a funeral, you Before know, a funeral, <laughs> during funeral, um, so you know, a lot of funerals of around. Before it, a wedding, like, after too, a wedding, so it's like they're really hurt. <laughs> so yeah, it's so the government's brilliant idea for how to deal with this is to. Offer everyone a £10 voucher if you go to a pub and sit in and dine in and order a meal. Fuck me. That's a... I mean, like... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's $10. That's £10. That's, that's, that's more than $10. That's like $13. <laughs> that's like a fish and chips. Without that's the pint. Oh, it doesn't pay for the booze, by the way. It only pays for food. Oh. Still, that's a free fish and chips. I might risk it, you know? Like, I, on oh. one hand, I may die or kill someone I love. <laughs> on the other hand, get that chippy, you know? <laughs> uh, I can imagine there's just so many people in London who are just dying to take advantage of this new opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, they're cutting the the vat from like twenty to five percent. Who needs Whoa. money? Wait, wait. So Who needs like, that's like that's like one of the primary taxes. <laughs> like, I mean, they're probably eating shit on that anyway because it's all based on consumption. Um, by the by, people, that's one of those structural flaws of European social democracy. It all depends on consumption taxes. Um, yeah, they, <laughs> like somehow the Europeans have figured out a worse taxation method than the United States, and that is just a huge, gigantic ass flat tax to just goods in general. <laughs> like it's one of the most regressive taxes in the world. And they're just like the entire EU's fucking got it. It's gigantic. Well, the, technically, it's better than the U.S., but that's purely because of how badly American tax laws are enforced. Like, I think the IRS reported once that the U.S. government loses something like four hundred billion dollars just in unenforced like taxes every year. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so easy to evade taxes here. Like, I could go into it, but that would be uh, financial advice, and we're not allowed to give that. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. not worried about the IRS. <laughs> oh, we can give it. You just shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Except when we're totally not serious. Um, <laughs> if it is obviously a joke. So, apparently, this is like a part of some sort of free stage plan um they want to get which, that v that's what they but want it's the tories propaganda site it's, so i don't know if it's real well like at this point what's the difference between the tory party website and the bbc that's very true it's yeah like the bbc has like, been captured since like blair like fucking and, 
It's absurd. And, 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 and any guesses what, you know, labor leader Keir Starmer, the guy who's supposed to be like the great white hope of labor when he's not sacking shadow cabinet members for, like, talking about police brutality. Um, yeah, apparently BLM is really <laughs> controversial there. Like, And he has been bravely stepping up by saying, well, um, we're on board with this reopening plan. But we should spend more money on masks. Yeah, it's... It's absolute bullshit. Like, these... Like, Britain is in, like, somehow, like, a worse political situation than the United States. Because, like, they've got, like, just as shitty of a government right now. In fact, like, shittier in mm-hmm. some in some parts. And yet, like, people are just kind of, like, standing there and being like, tisk tisk. Tisk tisk, Boris. Whereas we're, like, burning down precincts and shit here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, it's, it's mitigating like, it somewhat. I, is I, that Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland all took one look at Boris's COVID plan and went, "No, lockdown." Like Wales has specific, like Wales has gotten the furthest and has specifically said, "Don't fucking leave your village." Period. Oh, nice. Like super, like more, more <laughs> strict than Italy. So this is just mostly hitting England. Like, even fucking Northern Ireland with the crazy-ass, like, DUP, crazy Ulster Unionist pricks. Um, Even they were like, no, actually, we're creationist assholes, but we're not that stupid. How are... We're evil, not stupid. How are the fucking Unionists in Northern Ireland, these, like, fucking Ulsterite fucking psychos, like, way more competent and chill than the fucking Tories. Like, how has it gotten that bad? Like, <laughs> Well, I think the difference that, that's important to keep in mind between, like, the Tories and the Republicans is the Republicans are mostly fucking stupid and like, high on their own supply. The Tories, like, remember, like, we, we talked about this when this shit first started boiling over. There were government officials who were getting caught on record saying, well, you know, this is a great opportunity to kill off all the fucking pensioners and, like, rid us of useless eaters. So, like, I yeah, mean, they're, know, like, parody, on, like parody. trying to do a genocide right now. Like, it's fucking nuts. They want to genocide the olds. They said that. Like, yeah. Like, as long as you remember that, you know... At They're the, giving you when, ten bucks to kill your grandma. <laughs> ten <yeah>. quid, sorry. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> and they're probably on the same shit that's got Larry Kudlow saying, you know, the most unbelievable thing ever. Um, to tape a, take a step like another shutdown, which itself, as you know, is controversial. Right. Um, that would do more harm than good. And it would harm pretty much everybody, not just business. It would harm business, okay? But and the great uh, V recovery might give way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who? I, I thought we stopped talking about V shapes a month ago. <laughs> like, everyone's <laughs> over the V. Uh, no one is predicting V anymore. <laughs> v is over. I mean, the graph will eventually stop moving. It'll, it'll stop falling eventually. Yeah. Like, 
it has to hit zero sooner or later. Yeah. I, I love this. Like, the job market can only get so bad until nobody has a job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then once you hit that point, everything's an improvement. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Trumpian like, 5D chess. Like, like what? Like they're they're taking the Alcoholics Anonymous uh, fucking economic system where you have to hit rock bottom first, and then you can start building back up. And of course, you have to put all your faith in a higher power. The market. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, we do have to like, as we often have, have to say, Larry, we've you know what the choices are at this point. You either have to, like, quit that job and go sober, or you have to just keep huffing that glue, man, because... Like, I would not be surprised if we, like, saw a press conference, and there were just, like, a bunch of empty whippet canisters just, like, at his feet (laughs) at the beginning of the press conference. (laughs) Just, like, fucking bloodshot eyes. He's kind of just, like... Oh, yeah, uh, and it's, it's a V. We're getting that V shape. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that one scene where Pickles gives, like, murder face that... <laughs> oh, 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 I take one of these before I have a thing. He must be really stressed. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, it's... It's what I think. <laughs> yeah, no, um... This, like, this, he's... Hello is, like, one step above that. <laughs> like, trying to say that we are going to, like, be better in 2021. When all of, like, all of the major economic, like, projections from all of these, like, huge banks, the Federal Reserve, everyone, the W-fucking-T-O in the World Bank, they're all like, you know what we said about getting that V earlier? Well, it turns out, like, it's less of a V, more of an L. Like, <laughs> we, we caught the economy is just gonna have guys. to take the L. <laughs> the CBO has officially, like, concluded that all the job losses happening now are not gonna come back for at least 10 years. Yeah. Like, so far. Job losses so far, by the way. Yeah, and we've already, like, <laughs> in, like, the first, like, a week, it eliminated all of, like, the fucking Trump administration's job growth. Like, it's, this is absolutely very, 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 very bad. Like, and he's yeah. just like, yeah, but that V, though. Mm. And, and in the middle of trying to, like, pretend shit's normal... You got that absolute fucking, you know what, I I can't even call her a ghoul, because that's insulting to ghouls, Betsy DeVos. Yeah, at least ghouls are good for, like, corpse disposal. (laughs) Like, Like, coming out and saying just... 
Well, we know that children get the, the virus at a far lower rate than any other part of the population. And again, there's, there is no, nothing in the data that would suggest that kids being back in school is, uh, is dangerous to them. And in fact, it's, it's more a, a matter of their health and well-being that they be back in school. And we've seen this in countries, other countries in Europe and, and elsewhere in the world, where students have gone back to school and have done so very successfully. Well, I guess child care is no longer going to be a problem, um, I guess. Um, I guess you don't need any more once you've killed all the kids. So Betsy DeVos took one look at what Disney was doing and said, fine, you can have the parents. Yeah, like, this is just, like, really The parents are yours, Disney. Like, but the children are mine. Like, also, it's, like, not just children that are at schools. There's, like, a bunch of adult employees. There's staff. There's faculty. Oh, yeah. There's, like, school. Like, the, the schools are, like, an, like, the absolute worst fucking vector. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, in like these but, like, I mean, reopening the school plans include like making template letters for like the families of deceased teachers and shit. Like it's absolutely fucking demonic. Like the contact math for any public school in the United States is just the kind of thing that is horrifying to even consider. Like we're talking. You know, I mean, first off, this is American public schools. So unless you are like, you know, Newport Beach Unified School District or uh, fucking Fairfax County, Virginia, and even they're sitting there going like, oh, this is going to be really awful. And we're one of the richest fucking districts in the country. Unless you're one of those ones, you're probably talking, you know, half the classes are in a portable trailer that's been anchored to the ground with cinder blocks. And it was supposed to be there until they could get a real classroom in there, and that was like, you know, 30 years ago. Um, The facilities would easily fail an HVAC inspection without breaking a sweat. Like, and this is, we're talking, you know, like the middle-class suburban high school that I went to. Um, Like, not even going into, you know, like, Flint or... Compton, or, like, take Uh, your pick, um, any other, like, much worse off district. So, yeah, let's, like, cram kids into the, these, like, already unhealthy conditions. Like, where one- these schools are shitty in the first place. Like, that is important to remember. Like, here in Portland, there's, like, your, like, the drinking fountains are, like, turned off because there's too much lead in the water like (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're like there's asbestos in them like no one has been like building good new schools even in cities that are like exploding in population like 40k in two years and shit like that they're like hmm let's just try to cram them all hope they don't get too much much asbestos in their lungs and now they're just like, yeah, but like, let's also give them plague. 
Like, yeah. what's the fucking worst I'll, that could happen? Children dying? Who would that? Because all it takes is like, one. one. One student <laughs> comes in contact with all six, seven classes they go to, which have on average 30 mm-hmm. people, so that's 210 people, students, in contact with the one student that is so far infected, plus the um, six, seven teachers, um, plus everyone they ate lunch with, plus everybody, all of them got in contact. So yeah, one person, one student being sick, you're talking half of the school is going to need to be quarantined. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just one. <laughs> and it won't be just one. Yeah, that's, like, the thing, like, like, I work at a workplace with, like, 300 people on shift every day. We can social distance. We've got all of these, like, rules in place, like, where everyone wears masks when they're, like, on the floor, that, like, there can be no more than one person in a trailer at a time. All of these rules that allow us to, like, reduce contact. And Mm -hmm. those rules don't work in a classroom, let alone a classroom full of fucking children. Like. Yeah, I mean, I I remember being a little, uh, a little girl in a complete little shed. I I would have never. Yeah, no. I would have never followed this. No, those kids are going to, like, shoot snot snot rockets at each other and give each other wet willies. Like, there will be fewer, because kids, like, understand, mostly. But, like, kids also have very poor impulse control. (laughs) Never mind that they're also going to be coming in, probably, first, having been on lockdown because they've been told there's some virus that could potentially get people sick and die that's out there in the world and now they're being told they have to go back to school but you know most of the parents and the teachers are all going this is a bad idea so they're going to be picking up on at least some of that because i mean kids are not stupid they are very observant so these are not going to be like kids that are like okay summer's over i'm ready to go back to school and see my friends these are going to be kids who are like i'm going to get to see my friends but I know something is really fucking wrong with this. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I don't even know how to move on from this. I just don't want to talk about, like, children getting sick and dying anymore. Like, at least there's, like, actually good financial news happening. Like, that may not, like, sound like a real thing that we're saying. Like, good financial news, considering basically every single episode of this entire show but california (laughs) seems to be opening up like a public bank like a state of california bank well not not yet what's happened so far is a couple members of the state legislature who it has to be remembered successfully moved the previous state public banking act that passed in the previous year um, which allows for cities and counties to set up their own municipal banks under very specific guidelines. Um, So what they've done is they're proposing moving $10 billion immediately of California's finances for setting up a California public bank. And one of their first priorities is to be a backstop for city governments trying to set up their own public banks. 
See, that's like, that's actually one of the best ways. Like, it's it's a very... That's a nation-building move. That's what it feels like. It's a basic competence for a state. Which is, like, like really, really high level for a U.S. Um, (laughs) Like, like, maybe do your That's why I said it was nation-building. Like, like, if you could be your own bank and, like, handle all of your own investments very easily, you should. Like, it's... Like, they can... What they can do is they can start doing things like taking every uh, public employee's uh, paycheck deductions and to just hold them mm-hmm. until tax until the taxes are due from the to the IRS and generate revenue off of just having that as reserves. And, it, and they also and they also can do like. Like one of the biggest ones that, ten- they don't that also to, gets mentioned, yeah. like public banking stuff, is that easily, like, because, like, you know, everybody has seen a bond measure. You've seen commercials for bond measures. You've probably voted on a bond measure at least once in your life at some point or another. Like, it was probably for schools or something, um, or a fire department. But um, the thing with those bond measures is they have to be issued by private banks. And easily half of the cost that comes with those bonds, so basically half of what you would expect to get out of these bonds for, like, you know, building a new road or something, is eaten up by private financial costs. Yeah, they have to base, they have to pay banks to issue those bonds, basically. It's, so, like, instead just have your own bank? Like, it's, it's one of those things that's just, like, very... It's, like, super legal to do. It's been legal since, like, 1789. Like, <laughs> it's just... And North Dakota's <laughs> had one since, like, the 1920s. And they are the only state that has literally never gone into deficit because, oh, wait, they control their finances. Yeah, it's... It's yep. so, like... It, it's like if... It's like if you're... It's like if EU members didn't have their own national banks and they were just like, yeah, no, Deutsche Bank is good enough. Like, we won't get absolutely fucked by banking with Deutsche Bank instead of having our own, like, central bank to manage our finances. It, it It's absolutely, it would sound absolutely like a policy made to ruin a country <laughs> if anywhere else did this. Like, yeah. And, and it's this so. This is what is, I mean by it being a basic competence maneuver that California is trying to make. <laughs> and this is what we're gonna need in any other state or municipality that ha- wants to have a prayer of surviving the like financial crisis and like fiscal crisis that's already unfolding at the state and local level, like. The only way that's going to be possible is going to require taking control of their own finance, because I guarantee private finance is not going to be lending to anyone for a long time. They're going to be way too busy covering their own ass and buying back their own stocks and, like, plowing it into fucking gold-plated yachts or whatever the hell it is that billionaires do when they're bored. Yeah, no, they'll be buying their own money. (laughs) They'll be like, 
yes, I'll pay myself to give myself money. We co- You guys covered that, right? Like, two episodes ago? <laughs> a few times, Like, uh, what was it? Yeah. What was it? Uh, that, that, that German fucking shitty PayPal that was fake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wirecard. Wirecard. Yeah, where they paid themselves to buy their own money. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, um, it is how we came up with our thesis that, in fact, Fraulein, everything is fraudulent. Yeah. It's all yeah. craft. Yeah, so that's, that is a thing that's happening, and that's a thing that you can do. That, like, it's one of those, like, non reformist reforms that would actually significantly shift the balance of power, especially in a situation where finance is, like, dying horribly. Yeah. Like, anything that could, like, permanently diminish Wall Street is worth at least a look. And also, like, it's just, like, I cannot emphasize how much this is just, like, basic shit. Like, just, like, it, it boggles the mind that not every state has it until you realize that states don't work primarily in their own interest. They work in the interest of the bourgeoisie, the owning class, who owns the banks. Like, <laughs> it would make no sense if you thought, like, a state was trying to operate for its own interests. But when you realize that the state is operated by people who are working for their own interests, it makes sense. But sometimes even, like, sometimes the legislators are like, oh, wait, we can't rely on these bankers to keep bribing us or to keep, you know, funding all of everything we want to do. So we have to make public bank, I guess, in order to, like, you know, not get guillotined. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if Kaiser Newsom wants to fund the California National Guard. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> when he broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come. And another, the red horse went out. And to him who sat on it, it was granted to take peace from earth. And the men would slay one another. And a great sword was given to him. This is the Red Horse period, and that's our segment. (laughs) So yeah, we have just, like, if you want to talk, like, the absolute fuckery that's going on in the world, like, probably the biggest thing, and we're going to include the clip to this, um, from That's About Face, is, remember all, like, that military special we did? couple weeks ago where we talked about how conditions are actually kind of appalling on multiple levels yeah this is a video that came out from vets about face where a soldier basically goes up to another soldier who's on duty who's been diagnosed with covid and what they did was they just said right you're just gonna like sleep here on a cot and we're gonna like tape off the area where you're sleeping and we're giving you some rations and a canteen no, we're okay. It's important to to. There's literally medieval to shit. This is outdoors at Fort Hood, like this, this is in like ninety degree weather, just like in like some like 
small grove, like on the edge of some small wooded grove. Like this is not like oh a cot in like you know a big open like hangar or something that they're using and they're like taping everyone off. No, they're just having them like sleep outside on these like fucking like barely more than a stretcher, and they're just like yeah, that's a, that's a quarantine for you. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, my. I mean, it's like it probably feels like you know they say, oh, it's you know ninety five degrees, so that doesn't really tell the full story since this is Fort Hood we're talking about. It's it's fucking humid there. It feels more like a hundred ten. Yeah, you're. It, it's gonna be real hard to sweat off that fucking heat, like. There and also like they don't have just like an unlimited source of water there. They have to like get the water brought to them. They're given a canteen, and I don't know how often they get refills on that canteen. It's it's honestly like cruel. It's it's it's, it's almost seems like torture. Yeah, like this to is... just have someone with a fever, just have someone who like can barely breathe, might be pneumonic. Like, how do you know when they get pneumonic? If they're just, like, out there, like, on the edge of fucking camp. Yeah. Just lying there. Literally the only context I can think of where the medical treatment of we're giving you food and water and a cot and we're leaving you alone is seen as a good thing is when you are literally talking about, like, fucking Vikings before germ theory was a concept. And this thing called, you know, anesthetic was, like, a fever dream of some, like, mad idealist somewhere. Like, like this is low-quality mm-hmm. care for the Black Plague. Like, this is the Black Death. Like, they were like, oh, no, we're gonna at least have, like, a doctor come in on check on you, like, all the time. And fucking, you're gonna be in a bed and have a room. Like, <laughs> like... <sighs> So, yeah, it's, you know... Maybe have someone bring you fucking warm soup whenever you ask for it. I don't know. Like, this is... This is absolutely... Like, it. it's almost like they're trying to get a movie. Like... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is, like... Like, they, like every time I, I get on this show and, like, something happens and I'm like, wow... This is, like, really good foreshadowing for Military Q. I hope they don't do something stupider and more likely to invoke a mutiny or coup. And yet... Here it is. They keep doing it. (laughs) Uh So, yeah, it's... Yeah. And in the middle of all this, we, of course, have, like... Pigs are continuing to be themselves, you know. Um, I mean, whether you're talking a shit like the Cambridge Police Union, um, like basically pressure, like putting out a message calling for like a blue flu and for people to like call their or cops to call their legislators and basically go, "Hey, you're gonna fucking toe the line, right?" Um, and they include this whole thing of it will be nothing compared to the purge that is yet to come. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about there, officer? Like I, like I can't tell if this is like 
a threat for like a kind of like race riot around Harvard or like a police riot around Harvard. I can't tell if it's a threat for that or if they genuinely do believe that if like half the cops are gone, then like everyone will just start like fucking murdering each other. Like, I think that, like, it's kind of a mix of both. I think that, like, some of the officers believe one and the, the rest believe another. And, what, and you, probably, what are your guys' thoughts on the purge? <laughs> I think there's probably a few who are going to actively try to nudge things along. Yeah. I mean, they had to do it in the movies. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I I have to agree. Um, like a lot of them, they just want to go home, um, beat their wives, that kind of thing. Um, but some of them, some of them just really, really believe in their cause. Yeah. What is that cause? Well, you'll have to ask yeah. them. It could be any number of things, but none of it's good for us. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, we know now that, like, if people actually do start, like, beating the police and getting them, like, scared, that, like, the feds will swoop in. You know? Like, we we got, like, Uh just here in Portland, these fucking U.S. Marshals, these Customs Borders Patrol fucking jackasses they're coming in and they're like fucking ruby ridge waco fucking bullshit all day every day now for like the past week and Uh like last night they like like a person had to get fucking i think it might have been brain surgery or at least face surgery just today because these fucking feds shot him at close range in the fucking head with a tear gas canister. Like, blood everywhere. Like, unresponsive immediately. Had to be ambulanced out. Like, they they thought he might die. He, he barely survived. Um, he still might die. Oh, God. Like, these feds are, like, fucking... Oh. And, like, I don't know. Three percenters, where are you at? I thought you were here for, like, the next wake up. <laughs> well, here it is. You know? Seems like uh That's seems like, like they might not be so so upset about fucking the federal government's tyranny. It, and there's something about this that feels like particularly Portland that the goal is to try to snuff out um anyone who looks like they've gone too far, because along with Minneapolis, Portland, like, sacked a, like, a fucking jail, so, like, it feels like they're trying to make an example of it while forgetting that, you know, normally that might work, but, you know, we have the largest move, street movement in American history at this point. And it's only <laughs> yeah. getting worse, uh-huh. so yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the thing, like, We've probably got, like, the fewest numbers we will ever have right now. And the cop and, like, the feds just keep getting pushed in because they can't just occupy downtown Portland, you know? Like, and the feds a couple can... hundred people is too much for, like, 40 fucking, fucking, you know, swatted out cops. Like, 
it's it's nuts here, and like I really want to emphasize that this is personally directed by Trump. Like Trump at like did the executive order to protect mo- federal monuments and shit, and there's like this elk that's by the jail in Portland. And it's like, there's this elk statue on a plinth, and people like setting fires around it to like make it look cool and keep people warm, because it's been a particularly cold summer. And so that was used as an yeah, excuse that's, to that's remove weird. this elk. That's been weird. bring in all of these fucking fed cops. What? <laughs> and so whenever anyone uh, trespasses near this federal building, which is across the street from a jail, from the jail that we've been protesting for the past 45 days. Um, They have this excuse to come out. So, real quick, what what is the elk commemorating? The elk was commemorating no one, like, I do not know. Like, no one really cares. People loved it because it was an elk when, like, all the other statues are of, like, like settlers and soldiers and stuff and presidents. Like one was just like this rad fucking elk, you know? And people loved like posing on it for protect pictures. People loved like setting spotlights under it to make those protest pictures where someone's posing on it cool. It's like a life size elk on like this like eight foot plinth. It's really cool. Uh they took it down. Now all there is is a plinth and people like but like smaller elks and dress up as elks and stuff now to replace it, but it's just not the same. And I want to say, uh, orange man bad. You know, he took away my elk, and he took, he away, took away our elk. Our elk, but particularly my elk because I like it personally. <laughs> no, he took away our elk. And that, that's fucked up, and uh, also, you know, like, all the, all the other stuff. But <laughs> Orange Man Bad. I, I can't, I don't know, I, I get off I on mean, how many is... while we're talking about uh, the Portland protests, then I'm sorry. <laughs> how, many, how many statues are, how many statues are left to take out? Oh, okay. uh, do you know the park blocks? <laughs> um, There's a yes. shit ton of statues where, like, Ten blocks. There's like one every two blocks for like ten blocks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just I never really looked at them because I was always going somewhere to somewhere. There's like Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt, you know that kind of thing. Like other people, I think we wouldn't take down the Lincoln. I mean, uh, unnamed protesters wouldn't take down the Lincoln because like he's the great emancipator. But like there, there's. Mm -hmm. There, there were statues taken down, and honestly, I'm really, I really cannot emphasize how much brutal the feds are than Portland Police Bureau, and Portland Police. And that's saying it's something. Saying something because no, that's Portland saying something. Isn't police it? Bureau has like three times the police brutality complaints of like all the of like any other major police department in America per capita. Like, <laughs> like they're incredibly brutal. 
little fucking police department. And like they're they're singled out by the ACLU out of all of the police departments in the United States to focus on to sue for police brutality. That's who like, they chose to make Like they sick. keep getting caught with like officers either texting fucking far right assholes like Joey Gibson and sharing critical information about where the riot police are going to be deployed at the next protest so that his guys cannot get arrested. Um, to like, you know, oh, hi, this guy's got a fucking SS bolts on his forearm. And he's been a cop for 20 years. Um, yeah, and it's not like just that? like who the cops are and who they talk to and stuff. It's just that they do like fucking, they just love beating and killing people. Like, they really just do. And they like specifically target journalists. Like, they really, uh, they're. And really, medics. Yeah, and medics. There, there's some serious skullcrackers here, and uh, that's why they got like a restraint, uh, a restraining order filed on them uh, by a judge here in Oregon to stop using chemical weapons unless they're under like a deadly threat. And they were like specifically called out, like a water bottle being thrown at you isn't a deadly threat. Like, if the opener for fish at a music festival can handle water bottles and apples being thrown at them, a line of police and riot gear can. So, <laughs> like, they, it's illegal for them to use tear gas or pepper balls or the uh, LRAT, the sonic weapon, because, you know, it's a cyberpunk dystopia, so they have sonic weapons. Uh, it's illegal for them to use those if it's not, like, legally declared a riot and police are under, like, deadly threat. And so what they've done is they've gotten the feds to deploy all of the chemical weapons now. And then, after people don't disperse mm -hmm. for the chemical weapons or they shoot fireworks or something back at them because of the chemical weapons, it's declared a riot. Now PPB's got all their guns out their fucking sonic and they're they're shooting their gas and they're shooting their pepper too so that's the situation down here it's it's a combo of like this like fucking one-two punch of the feds and uh the police bureau but people are still going out there people are fucking cooking ribs in gas masks and cutting people's hair and shit at these protests and it's nuts um you gotta love Portland, and you gotta hate the cops, and you gotta hate Trump. He's fucking specifically targeting us. And you gotta hate the pigs in Seattle, too. Like, oh, yeah. they're just, like, specifically, like, being like, oh, if we cut our budget by 50%, then we'll have to fire all of the POC. Like, it's like, like the, f the last to hire, first to fire thing, they're just, like, saying. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They're strange. Like, they're like you. You do realize this is making the abolitionist argument for them, right? Um, yeah. Like, oh, so you guys are saying institutionally racist? Like, <laughs> and, and in the middle of all of this, we have uh, like guaranteed. There's going to be more Americans getting in contact with the police. Because um, there's a very lovely report in the wake of the Black Horse. 
of the famine and scales. Is a report that was covered by CNBC on July 10th, estimating that 28 million Americans may soon be homeless by September because of the looming wave of evictions and the expiration of the initial first wave COVID eviction protection policies in Texas, Wisconsin, and many other places. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, that's 10% of the population of the United States out in the streets. By September. Like, the Great Depression was never this quick. Oh, yeah. It needs to be said. Even... Like, the Hoovervilles took a couple yeah, of years even the... to form. Yeah, and like, the the evictions and such that happened, you know, in the wake of the great financial crisis in 08, that took a few years to play out for like 10 million people to get fucking displaced. Oh, yeah. We're staring at... Yeah. Yeah, the article talks about it. It's like we're already staring at 20 to 28 million um, between now and September. Yeah, we're looking at like a solid, like, Five to ten percent of Americans becoming homeless by the end of the year. It's yeah. not oh, by, by the end September. of the year. Yeah. By September. By, by September. It's, and it's we already absolutely have, yeah. like fucking terrifying. And like that's what I like. That's why we have the lowest numbers we'll probably ever have because a lot of the people out there right now are houseless and homeless and when there's like a huge population of people they're gonna be like these people a lot of them are like on unemployment right now and they just can't make rent anyway like these people are getting evicted and they're homeless and they might even have jobs too it's just their hours are cut and so what are they gonna do like, now that they're homeless, they might just end up camping down at the protest. They might end up just, like, getting incredibly pissed and just going out there now, you know? And and, and this isn't going to be just some nice, neat, like, the sheriff's deputy shows up and says, okay, you have to leave now. This is, like, fucking cops kicking in people's doors and throwing their shit in the street where everyone in the neighborhood can see it happening like this is not gonna be just some nice pretty suddenly the house down the street's empty shit this is gonna be like a fucking police led auto de fe in every neighborhood playing out in the united states yeah, there's it, probably going to be people who get shot by the cops because, you know, they have a tendency to go, oh, fuck, um, child with a toy car. Yeah, man with his cell phone in his backyard. Open dog. fire. Dog, like, dog. Yeah, no, there's, there's going to be a lot of police brutality happening. There's going to be a lot of just really bad shit happening. And, it's, and I think it's going to set off a second wave of protests because... I mean, people protest because people protest because shit is bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like look at how bad you know, the protests in June were. Which never stopped. Most of way. this <laughs> most of this stuff hadn't yet 
fully played itself out yet. Yep. I mean, 10% of people on the streets in September. No, I'm sorry. You're... That's field state territory. Like... Yeah, we're... We're looking at America, like, looking worse than Greece in 2010. You know? We're looking at America, like, and those guys elected the common. Like, in response to how bad shit was. Like... Sure, they were shitty communists, but, like, they were, like, the communists. We're looking at, like... Yeah. Really, really... We're looking at, like, lost decade Japan will look like an economic paradise. In, like... Yeah. I I don't know, like... 80s, 80s South Korea will look like a very stable, like fucking political situation. I can't... It's hard for me to, like, describe what kind of... I guess, you know, it's the cool zone. We're getting even cooler. Like, we're entering, like, a Fawn's zone right now. Like, right now, we're in the zone, but, like, the next level is, like, the Fawn's zone. Like, like, Trump is, like, slamming that jukebox. He's, like, hitting that jukebox trying to get it to play. (laughs) It's yeah. The zone ain't cool it's, enough for him. Yeah. But you know what is cool yeah, and man. actually good. <laughs> Chinampas. Oh yeah. You guys, you guys hear about that? Like in Mexico City, they're they're like reviving the Chinampas, where like it's it's these uh floating farms. Floating, floating gardens. Like, they say gardens, but it's not horticulture, it's agriculture. Like, they... It, it's these... That's really, how the Aztec made Tenochtitlan into a bigger city than London and Madrid. Yeah, no, no. It was bigger than yeah. even, like, Sevilla. It was on the scale of cities like Cairo and... Uh, Constantinople during the time. Like, it, it was really one of the greatest cities of the world because of its chinampas, and Mexico City, even though they, like, filled in the lake, there's still about, there's still a hundred miles of canals. Hundreds of miles of canals. Mm-hmm. And so they they brought back the chinampas, which are a really really great source of food. Cool. Well, good. It, Yay. <laughs> it, it's one of those, like, systems where, like, you grow plants on the top and it, it's it's kind of like a natural hydroponics, you know? And it's... Yeah, it's like the original hydroponics system. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really cool. They they they're built, they're putting them on the canals, and I don't know. It it it's something that like it's just some nice news because these things are really productive, and they're they're a way for like Mexicans it's just, to. It's sustainable. <laughs> yeah, it's sustainable. Yeah, it's, it's a way to like reclaim the Nahua culture, and like. 
pre-Spanish ways of living. It's a kind of like it's it's kind of like small little decolonialization, kind of like uh. It's like some indigenous futurism going on. It's like here we're gonna get some like Noatl, like version of Black Panther going on in ten years. You know that that would be that be yeah. dope as fuck. Fucking Miguel Mexico, you know. Uh, but like you know some some. Some places aren't doing as good as Mexico City agriculture. <sighs> the pale horse. So Brooks Brothers is on the list. They have declared bankruptcy within the last week. Oh, wow. Um... How many, uh, how many others are on the death um, list? Well, a really big one is, and this is kind of one we've been expecting for a while, um, is United Airlines just sent out 36,000 pink slips to, like, pilots, stewards, everything. It was supposed to be a furlough, as I understand it, but it's... I mean, they're planning on furloughing, like, 2250 pilots um, and most of those won't be able to return at least not immediately yeah. um, we, we've talked about it before currency requirements are becoming a huge problem for all the airlines oh yeah because there's no way to yeah. maintain and them. you know keeping up those bonuses there uh, oh yeah gotta, gotta get those executive I bonuses mean, it's like, for, for cutting costs huh yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's not dying for keeping pilots current, but billions for bonuses. Yeah. So and, and this is not this is probably not the only airline that's gonna be going under. Like there's already like The airlines were barely like surviving in the first place. Like this is like this is like finding out if like oh ExxonMobil's going under. Well, you know, like, they've been losing a shit ton of money on fracking for, like, three years now, you know? I mean, Shell just cut, like, 15% of their assets across the board, so, you know, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, there's, be surprised. There's, there's lots of shit like that. And, like, <laughs> I, I actually want to, like, go back to Brooks Brothers a little bit, because it's important, because this is the oldest clothing store in America. <laughs> like, it's the oldest... Oh it's the oldest fashion <sighs> brand in America. It's this is this is like the death of like one of the main stays fashion. It's like like this is if like Chanel had its no. It's like if Louis Vuitton closed. You know, it's just like a very what the fuck just happened type type deal in in the fashion industry. Of course, Brooks Brothers wasn't as, like, cool as Louis Vuitton, but it's... It's still, like, a big deal. You know? It was kind of just, like... Yeah. If if someone wanted nice, preppy clothes, they would go to J. Crew, and if they were rich, they would go to Brooks Brothers. <laughs> It, it, it's very it's it's very interesting to see the 
it'll be interesting to see like which of these old brands goes under next too. You know, like we're gonna see a lot of them. We're gonna see like fi- maybe finally Sears will die. You know, <laughs> like they've been on their way since that had fucking a long that job took over. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was like, I'm going to run my company I mean... by survival of the fittest. Yeah, it, it, like, we're, we're going to see some, we're going to see some old, old boys die. Just fucking die pretty soon, you know? And, like, it's like, so obvious you know, that even, like, there's... mainstream press can see, like, the mallpocalypse that, that we've talked about a bit. Yeah. Unfolding. Like, the old they're finally seeing it. Are dying. Like Sears is dying. JC Penny is dying. <laughs> like they're just closing them one by one. <sighs> Neiman oh, Marcus wow. has filed for bankruptcy. Um, like it's it's like consumer shit is just fucking going away. And I don't think it'll come back. I don't think it'll ever come back, honestly. Of course, yeah. uh, in ten years, someone's going to call me on that. They'll you be like, Shh, Helen, you're <laughs> such a dipshit. I can't believe you didn't foresee the rise of Super Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, for Jesus. the near future. I mean, it's your, like... like Morton Joe hideout, you know, scope out your nearest mall. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe I missed this when it actually happened, but Frontier Communications, um, they filed way back in April. Um, they had like $17 billion in assets, $21.8 billion in liabilities. Yeah, they're oh, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> they're <Ooh>. fucked. <laughs> um, they, uh, they were basically this old... Um, XGTE uh, spinoff um, that merged with like um, a small uh, telecom firm. Well, I guess we'd call it that now. Um, back um, that dated to like the mid 30s in Minneapolis. Um, they've, they've had a really weird history. Um, and they basically happened to buy out a bunch of lines at the right time, but they've never been doing that great. Um, they are the eighth largest provider of internet service and uh, in the U.S. Um, and they are fucked. <laughs> they are totally fucked. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to them. They are probably going to be... They're probably going to be chopped up piecemeal, um, sold to whoever has a cable license. Um, whoever has a cable franchise in a given area, because that's, that's what most of their territory is. It's, um, cable and fiber. Um, and it's like, so it's not just like, you know, sectors that we assumed were um, doomed, like retail or oil and gas. Um, though even oil and gas we didn't really see coming until... We thought they'd make it to the end of know. the decade. Yeah, yeah. But it's like... I mean, like, 
when you look you know, at the if numbers. It does... <laughs> you know, it's, they're fucking yeah. dead in the water. I mean, it's like, on the one hand, being an ISP at this particular moment is... It's a way to print money. Um, but the problem is, is that if you're saddled with, you know, frontier level liabilities and don't have enough cash on the books, then that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You're still fucking dead. Yeah. It really just comes down to that. It's that simple. Like, too many fucking liabilities. Yeah. Ugh. And it's. And that. I mean, they could have probably, like, uh, if not for the coronavirus, they could have probably fixed their shit with a Chapter 11, um, come back, you know, a bit sadder but wiser. But now... Mm, it's over for them. And, you know, another one bites the dust. Mm-hmm. Someday we'll get the rights to sample that. Yeah. Someday. So- someone call up, like, Brian May or something. Uh, <laughs> just like ask real that, nicely get him on that horn uh, <laughs> and from here we can see and feel coming forward are the fires of capitalist hell it kicks off with like the last thing I think anybody expected to have like, and this is 2020 like party indian country is back indian territory is back bitch the supreme court <laughs> actually said hey guess what a treaty is a treaty a contract is a contract rules of acquisition so bite me yeah no for real they you know i guess gorsuch back on his literalist shit again he was just like uh like there's nothing in any of these acts of Congress since then that disbanded any of the reservations that made up Indian Territory before it became the state of Oklahoma. So, like, the entire Eastern Yeah, half they just, like, did Oklahoma, it. <laughs> Tulsa is now technically Indian Reservation. And, like, <laughs> that fucking rules. Like, all of the land grabs, those were congressional acts. Like, they're not getting their land back sadly but they do have jurisdiction <laughs> well, that could, well now you've got this precedent so i wouldn't be surprised if like every single like recognized nation has like the moment this went down was like calling up their lead counsel saying right um can you do that hey you know that legal fund we have yeah time to drain it baby <laughs> we're fucking throwing all our money on suing the states. <laughs> hi, hi, we are the Nez Perce Nation. Legally, we uh, by treaty are supposed to own half of Idaho and a large chunk of Montana. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I know that we're, we were open for a uh, white settlement, but that didn't disband the reservation. So, uh, <laughs> like, mm, I think we're kind of just still have the reservation here and we can kind of do our own thing. Like, that's going to happen so, so much. Like, it's so rad. I love it. Like, I, like you know that Trump is... I actually wish I could have been a fly on the wall when Trump heard about that. Because you know he's not going to do fuck all about it. And the state of Oklahoma is not going to do fuck all about it unless they're forced to. So, 
Like, legally, this is awesome. Practically, we'll see what happens, because... I mean, practically, it doesn't change much if you're not a member of one of the five tribes. It doesn't change much, practically. Like, cities and counties still have... You know, like, you're still going to elect your county commissioners, you're still going to elect your mayors and city council, and your sheriffs and stuff. Like... Like, normal, if you live in eastern Oklahoma. Thing is, if you're a tribe member, state police can't touch you. Like, the stateies? Who the fuck are they? Like, fucking speeding on a highway? Sorry. Federal jurisdiction, dipshit. (laughs) Yes, that girl op was on reservation land. And? It's so, like... (laughs) <laughs> and they've got like they've got the the tribes there have so many more rights now to like enforce all of these like rulings and stuff. It, it's pretty cool, um, like to manage their own economies, to manage their own laws and justice. It's it's a dual sovereignty thing. It's very non Westphalian that we have here in America with like reservations and. It's nice to see that expanded in a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, you know. I mean, we did yeah, them dirty. They, they got, no, two ways about least, it. Like, you know, they deserve all of Oklahoma if we're going to be, like, strictly legalistic about it, but, you know. Well, no, We're going to no, pretend indeed. none of this happened. <laughs> none of the other Indian things happened. Is pretty well-defined. There, there was the territory of Oklahoma, and there was Indian Territory, and uh, an act of Congress merged them into the state of Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, and so, that's pretty clearly defined. But, uh, like, morally? Land back. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. If every single one of the 500 nations wants to file suit, like, you know, tomorrow, all at the same time, <laughs> that'd be fun. Not, not only are county courts going to be DDoSed by fucking evictions, but all the federal courts are going to be DDoSed by fucking tribes and nations just fucking spamming with all of these, like, hey, did you actually dissolve our res? My claims. It's gonna be great. Ugh. Oh, we also have, as of speaking of fun things, living in capitalist hell. As of July eighth, our first Blue Leaks story that we've seen so far. So, like, we covered Blue oh Leaks yeah, and how this shit is looking like it's gonna be the fucking gasoline truck careening towards the raging bonfire that is America. Um, the first reporting has come out so far from the Minnesota Reformer, where they analyzed the Minnesota Fusion Center and specifically just what information they were giving to the cops following the murder of George Floyd. And it turns out most of the intelligence they were passing on was complete bullshit. It was unverified social media chatter. And they were basically doing shit that was actively, like, I mean, granted, these are pigs. They already want to brutalize and murder people. But, you know, hey, let's dump some fucking blood in that shark tank now while we're at it. Hell yeah. Let's fucking like, that's just what they were doing. make shit up. Let's 
gather rumors from social media and let us act on it. <laughs> so this just... I mean, yeah, you have to manufacture a pretext. Yeah. It makes things so much easier. And it gives an insight into what their thinking and information processing looks like, and that they're totally... And this basically confirms what we've been saying. If they're going to overreact, they're going to continue to overreact to everything. Oh, yeah. But it's... You know, this is probably just the first. Like, oh. keep an eye on the Blue League stuff, because we are. Like, this is only just going to get worse. Because this is, and like we said, this is not going to be one big league, like with Tunisia. This is going to be a lot of big leagues in every jurisdiction in the United States. Oh, yeah. No, it's... it Like, this is... This is one of, like, the best things Anonymous has ever done. It rules... It really does. Like, oh, fuck. I, I'm very happy about this. And, and in the meantime, we've got, for more, like, unprecedented labor news, um, the SEIU and the American Federation of Teamsters have declared that in conjunction... Uh, sorry. But... <laughs> The, no, SEIU the SEIU and the, Amer- Hold on. the International I- Brotherhood of Teamsters. Thank you very much. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <continue>. <laughs> um, and, and the American Federation of Teachers. That's why we miss you. <laughs> um, have announced that on July 20th, they are going to be staging an 8 minute and 40 second, 46 second strike in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Um, and again, this is only like eight minutes and 46 seconds, but the SEIU and the American Federation of Teachers literally never do shit like this. Yeah, no, um, like, okay, so the thing is, this is actually one of the first change to win action that has, like, happened since the fight for 15, all the way back in, like, Obama time. Like, Change to Win is uh, this, like, technically, like, a union federation of, uh, like, the SEIU, the Teamsters, and, uh, like, some other unions. But, like, they broke off from the AFL-CIO and formed their own, like, little federation. And by little, I mean, you know, like, 10 million workers. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so this is, like, one of the few things that, like, we've actually come together and worked on again is just this new, and it's, like, you know, it's a little ten-minute walkout, but it's still, like, so that, like, these kind of things are starting back up again, that this is, like, I think, I think that it's cool. I'm very happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like... People always remember shit like the bread riots in St. Petersburg or Tartar Square in Cairo, but they forget things like the Ural miners going on strike and the Damietta port workers downing tools. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I... I really cannot... Um... I really cannot emphasize how 
how much this is like more of a start to larger action. This is more of a like, okay, let's see what we can get done. Like, let's see what we can get the locals to actually do. And less of a... Because uh, right now we're like essential workers and people really, uh, you know, people really take that seriously. And mm-hmm. so, um, I don't know, it's... We're, we're getting like extra pay, all of these kind of things. So people aren't really like inclined to strike right now. But the fact that there's just like these this ten minutes of solidarity with black lives, this is an entirely politically motivated solidarity strike from some of the largest unions in America. It, it's I think that that is a very important step. Yeah. And it's like, that's something that I... I don't think I ever really would have imagined. Um, not since, you know... not Definitely not since the Obama years. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that would be unimaginable in the Bush years and would be unreasonable optimistic during the late Obama years. Yeah. And this is and this is yeah. technically not legal as far as labor actions go. Solidarity strikes are banned. And sympathy strikes are banned under Taft Hartley. So Yeah. You know, if you're gonna walk out for ten minutes, then it's a little easier to do quite a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. That's like part of it. I yeah yeah. I think this is the spot to wrap. I think that that was that was like the news for this week, wasn't it? Wait, oh no, wait, cut that for the news for the week. The fucking all the shipbuilders in Maine are on. They've been on strike. Yeah, like fucking the bad fireworks. fireworks. One of the biggest like shipbuilders in like fucking the world, honestly. One of, like, these... This is a major shipbuilding fucking... I, do, I don't know what the word for it is. Shipbuilder. But, like, 4,300 fucking workers are on strike, and it's been three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, the, the shit's spoiling and... up. <laughs> their, so. their contract expired in June. And then they're just like, no, we're striking until you fucking give us a better contract now. Like, you guys can't fuck with us just because it's fucking Corona time. Yeah, they're wanting, like, the management was wanting, like, um, the freedom to hire more um, temporary non-union labor. Um, They wanted to keep... Um, a bunch of people at the bottom of the pay scale for longer, um, especially for like the new hires. Yeah, they um, they want to do. The, it was just they do the nobody should accept this they, fucking contract. They want to do that classic fucking uh, fucking like little union bus tip of the knife thing, where they're just like, hey, you know, like we know most of you have seniority. This is just gonna like. Like, we're just going to keep the new employee 
in a lower rate for just a little bit. And, like, you guys just don't worry about it. You know, you're the majority of the... You're the real union members. Like, you're the real workers. We care about you. You you keep getting your raises. We're just going to delay things a little bit because, you know, like, the economic situation, flexibility for this and that. UPS fell for... Like, UPS did that, and the IBT fucking fell for it. Hoffa really pushed it. And that's where we are at in UPS. Fucking Bath Ironworks workers? Those guys? They're not gonna put up with that. It's amazing. I love them. I love them with all my heart. I mean, General Dynamics really wants the Union gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the defense industry is not big on unions. Yeah, well, <laughs> defense industry, <laughs> kiss my fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, that's why they're pushing uh, this shit, and so we should fucking push back, and they are pushing back, and that's great. That's yeah. fucking wonderful. Yeah, and we gotta do that. Like fuck general but dynamics. We gotta keep doing that everywhere. That's happening. So yeah. You know. Yeah. No, labor is a lot more militant. We've said this time and time again. Um, mm-hmm. And they're gonna. We're gonna like fucking. We're gonna do this shit. We're going to see so many people out on the streets. We're seeing so many people now. What's happening right now is way more... Way cooler than uh, Occupy, Occupy Portland, Occupy Wall Street. It's, it's really beautiful out there. Yeah. I, I love every single one of you that's going out there and fighting against the police right now. That's the fight we need to keep going. And eventually someone will win. And I hope it's us. So yeah, from all of us at Chop Shop Economics, good luck out there. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.